Hey, this is To All the YA I've Loved Before. A podcast where two childhood best friends discuss the young adult fiction books of the 80s, 90s, and beyond. I'm your host, Casey Racer. I'm your other host, Ashley Spicer. This is Spooky Season 6, so grab your pumpkin spice latte and prepare to be scared because we're exploring teen horror, mystery, and the supernatural. Uh, yeah, so we're doing a Babysitter's Club book for the first time, and I'm really excited because Babysitter's was my jam. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is the Babysitter's Club Super Mystery number three, Babysitter's Fright Night. Oh my goodness. And it was published in 1996. It's by, in quotations, Anna Martin, but by <laughs> a strider for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Let's talk our histories with the Babysitter's Club because I actually don't know what you know about the Babysitter's Club or if you know anything about the Babysitter's Club. Why do I keep saying Babysitter's Club? <laughs> Stop saying it. If you if you say it three times in the mirror, they appear. <laughs> they appear. Um, I did. I did read some. It wasn't like a huge thing for me, and I I watched the movie. From the 90s I liked that a lot but I didn't I didn't watch like the new series or any of that I just I read some here and there you should watch the new series it's really good I've heard it's good I should what's it on Netflix it is it's on Netflix and they canceled it so there's only two seasons but to be fair these girls are eternally 13 14 years old and so like how many seasons can you really do of it true that's a good point <laughs> probably would have had to age them up on like francine pascal or not francine pascal sorry that she's the other one <laughs> i'm like uh anna martin is willing to do she just mm. keeps keeps them young always yeah so sweet valley high and sweet valley twins were like my holy bible <laughs> back in the day but the babysitter's club is also and the Babysitter's Little Sisters were also books that I read, but and I loved it. Like, I still love the Babysitter's Club. I think it's so sweet. And I love, I love like, the friendship. And, like, I don't, yeah. like, there's just, like, so many cool things about the series. But the reason why they co- they will always come second to me from <laughs> Sweet Valley is because they weren't naughty like Sweet Valley. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they Too were good wholesome. <laughs> Yeah, they're really good. And like, yeah, there are moments they do veer off the path. They they do little bad things. Like, yeah, there's one called like Stacy and the Bad Girls or something like that. <laughs> she like goes to a concert with some girls and they like drink some wine or something oh, like God. that. So <laughs> and they like shoplift. So like there are bad people in the series, but it's none of our, our girls. It's not we don't have any Jessica Wakefields as like, yeah. Someone we're supposed to be Main rooting character. for. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about the babysitter's little sisters. I did read those too. Some oh, of them. Karen was such a little dumb bitch. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> she was awful. I read, I think last year around Halloween, I read, I can't remember what it was. Karen's Haunted House. Oh. And she, so she thinks that her neighbor is a witch and she thinks her neighbor's like, I think granddaughter or a niece is also a witch and she treats her like shit like absolute oh, no. garbage oh, no. she's awful to this girl and her name's Drusilla which I think is really cool Drusilla I do like that but yeah I I really grew up on the babysitters club love the babysitters club there's a podcast well 
it was called the Babysitter's Club Club, <laughs> but it's now a podcast about these two grown men reading uh, and watching romance movies. Uh, okay. But it used to be they they went through the entire Babysitter's Club series. Oh, wow. And they talked about it. And yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, definitely go and listen to those if you have any interest in that. They had a lot of kooky theories and like... yeah. I, like they did some really cool, fun stuff with it, which we're not going to do because I don't really know what to say about this book. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, yep, agreed. This is not a norm. This is not a normal episode. This is a very special episode. <laughs> no, this isn't a very normal ep- or a uh, book in the series because it's a super, super mystery. mystery. So they have mysteries and they have super uh, specials and then they have the super mysteries which combine the mysteries and the super specials and the reason why the super specials are special super special <laughs> is because it has uh chapters from every single person in the BSC oh, which is okay. not good. Yeah. Too much going on and yeah. It it was a lot because I I haven't you know read or seen any Babysitters Club stuff for a long time so I don't really remember the characters that well so then trying to keep track of like whose point of view I was in was like <laughs> it was not great. The thing is they don't have enough time to fully show all of the characters because like mm. I even got confused and I know these girl I know these <laughs> girls these are my best friends you know? yeah. <laughs> I was actually just thinking because I was like, I wonder if Ashley had ever read The Babysitter's Club because we were yeah. past the point in our lives where we would have discussed that, obviously. Right. But then I realized I never had any friends. I never had any friends, period. <laughs> but I never had any friends that like I read books with. Mm. Like, yeah. I would have never had a friend where I'd have been like, are you a, a Christy? Are you a Marianne? You know, like yeah. I never had that like bond because these were my friends. Yeah. So, hey, Ashley, let me tell you a little bit about this book you read. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see if I can explain this in a way that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to you. <laughs> that makes sense to everyone else. Because honestly, at times when I was looking over my notes, I was like, wait, how did that happen? And, right. I, went, and I went back and I read it and I'm like, I still don't really understand what happened. Yeah. I had to do that a few times too. Because there's too much going on. There's too much. Yeah. We did not need Logan's point of view in this. No, no, we did not. No, it didn't. It didn't need to have the whole point of view from being in um, Stony Brook. It's called Stony Brook. Yeah. yeah agreed. Uh, that made no sense. I was just like, yeah. And like, I'll get into the Claudia stuff because that was sad. <laughs> it was so sad to me. It was, yeah. But, yeah, we didn't need all of that. We just needed the whole mystery, which was fun. Right. It, it was fun. And we got to go to Salem. Yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. We did go to Salem Our before. Our favorite place to go. All right. So, Babysitter's Fright Night. And also, why is it called that? I don't know. I mean, I guess. Like, the final night. I think it should it have been called even night. The Curse of the Witch's Eye, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it wasn't Bright even night. night. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them, babe. <laughs> so we start the book in a babysitter's club meeting, of course. And mm. Christy is being a little a little boss, babe. Hashtag boss, babe. <laughs> making sure that when she goes to Salem along with 
everyone except for the associates, which are Shannon and Logan, Jesse and Claudia. Uh, oh, Dawn's not in this either because she is back in California at this point. She moved back to California. Welcome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Christy is making sure that shit happens when she's gone because she is the she's the president of Babysitters Club, as they always explain in like chapter two, I think. <laughs> so yeah, so they're going to Salem on a school trip. That's you- pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I wish I could do that. See, I feel like in movies and books and stuff, they're always going places. And I feel like, did nobody tell us about these trips or did we, <laughs> our school not do it? Because could have been either. Yeah, I mean... I don't we definitely didn't have anything in high school like that right Mm-mm. I don't think I had so. when I was in elementary school we went to like a um camp camp, camp yeah. Audubon that's where well, we I went to I went to Wolfridge the other one <laughs> I like how like we don't remember a lot of things but that that's a very informative trip for me my mom Came along as chaperone. My mom did too. The Babysitter's Club minus the previously mentioned members, which we will see again, I guess. Although yep. I didn't, I don't think that I really made a lot of notes about them because they weren't really doing a lot. But yeah, yeah. Um, so they're on the bus to Salem. There's these like smaller things happening, like Alan, Alan Gray, who oh, Alan, what a jerk, has been around since the beginning. Mm. He's 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 been there. He's He's always played tricks on Christy. He's always been gross around Christy. So he's like playing all these tricks on her. And there's a new guy that I've never heard of called Carrie Rutland. I was like, who is this dude? Oh, okay. I didn't know he was new. Well, he's not new. He must be, I've been in like the later issues, book issues, because (laughs) I, that's not what they're called. They're books. They're just called books. Yeah. So he must have been in the later books because there was a point when I like stopped reading because I I like outgrew the series. I yeah. wanted some Sweet Valley High drama. Yeah. So it's Carrie Retland, which okay. First of all, Carrie, uh, that's posh. Like that's it is that is sophisticated that this boy's name is Carrie Retland. Yeah. Yep. She suspects that he is the leader of a secret prank society at Stony Brook <laughs> Middle School. As you do, I guess. As middle schools have. Also on the bus is Eileen, who is a who is like a nerdy dweeby sixth grader, and Cokie Mason and her friends make fun of her. Mm-hmm. And she tells everyone that one of her ancestors was tried as a witch in Salem. Yeah. And that causes the other kids to make fun of her even more, which under—I mean, not understandable, but like, yeah, we all saw that coming. But also, right. I, I feel like I—I I was Eileen. Oh, <laughs> <grade>. yeah, <laughs> just over Sharon. Oh, just like being like, oh yeah, well, I was a witch in a past life. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, shut up. <laughs> for Eileen yeah I know I will get more into Eileen because I have a I actually have a lot quite a bit to say about it (laughs) even though uh like every other character she's in this for two seconds right so we learned that the club now has a mystery notebook in addition to their regular babysitting notebook we know about this because Mallory cannot stop talking about it (laughs) No, she cannot. And they they talk about it in the book, how she can't stop talking. Yeah, Valerie is 
obsessed. Wow. Because they've been solving a lot of mysteries. Apparently, there was some weird snow stalker <laughs> that they mentioned several times but never get into. Yeah, that was weird. I, I got to read that one, too, I guess. <laughs> Not only is the the club babysitting, they are mystery When they get to Salem, Mallory sees her favorite mystery author, Martha Kumpner, who is in Salem doing research on the witch's eye, which is, direct quote, a large, nearly perfect yellow diamond the size of an egg. It's being kept at a museum in Salem, and she's there to find out the truth of it because it has all these rumors about how it has a curse on it. Yeah. Um, Mallory also notices when they're at dinner at the hotel, a weird guy with the newspaper sitting in the corner <laughs> and Stacey's like, nobody would date that guy. Ew. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think she said something so weird because he's like, he has a newspaper in front of him and he's mm-hmm. like kind of like looking around. He's not looking at the newspaper and she's like, he probably can't pay attention to it because he's, he watches too much MTV what are you a thousand so years weird. old <laughs> don't know like kids these days all they do is watching their mtv right she's talking about this grown-ass man he's date he's undateable and he watches yeah. too much mtv <laughs> okay stacy leave this guy alone and then to add to our i guess at this point roster of suspects that are going to be coming up since this is a mystery after all <laughs> nancy drew taught us about she taught us about mysteries we didn't know about them before right we also see this guy harvey hapgood who is bothering Agatha Morehouse who owns the witch's eye and who had lent it out to the museum and is trying to buy so he's trying to buy it from her and keeps harassing her in the hotel yeah I think that that's all that's all of our suspects so far (laughs) so far Stacy and Marianne go to the museum one of the museums um because I guess they have everyone like kind of splitting up and going to different sites and mm-hmm. while they're there, there's like a bunch of mayhem and the witch's eye is stolen. Yes. Stacy finds a piece of paper with the Salem Gables, which is the hotel that they're all staying at. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of numbers written on it. And apparently she has like a, what is it called? Like a dad dad like photographic memory. Yeah. 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 Memory, which I don't <laughs> remember her having, but she could have. But like, this sounds made up for this book. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. she was always really good at math, which is something that I really liked about her character because she's, like, this fashionable, like, girly girl, but she's yeah. good at math and she loves math. And, but I I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a bit much. I'm not a BSC um, historian quite like I am a Sweet Valley High one. Mm-hmm. But also she, like, <laughs> I feel like they, because this book has so many characters and so many point of views they are giving each character one single thing and from that they all have to only have this single thing and she has (laughs) math and she has numbers and so she's talking about like the economy and she's talking about like being able to memorize a safe or spoiler she's talking about (laughs) being able to memorize numbers yeah like the id badge and stuff she's like oh great i'm gonna have the id badge number in my head forever it's like what how does that even what does that even mean having a number stuck in your head yeah that doesn't (laughs) (laughs) i just realized that the funny thing is is that with stacy they usually give her the one identifiable trait as having diabetes and they don't mention her diabetes 
at all. Oh. I do mention her math. Wow. Huh. Okay. Do they not? Oh. Do they, they mention they it? They do. Like, just in the very beginning, like, to explain things. But it's never, like, it's never, like, a point of the story. Usually it's, like, yeah, uh, like something it's they mention. It's just when they're, like, introducing oh, right. the characters. Because they compared it, like, with Claudia, how she loves to eat junk food. Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. Then they're, like, then they're, like, Stacy can't ever have any sweets, ever. That's <laughs> not actually yeah, a that's... diabetes work, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> she could. Never have any carbohydrates again. Back to the museum. Stacy and Marianne get separated. Stacy is looking at numbers. Marianne uh, gets kicked out of the museum and she overhears Agatha Morehouse saying that her fortune is gone because the diamond is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how being rich works. <laughs> right? You just have, you have this one thing and then <laughs> you're just poor otherwise. I've also never been rich, so... Yeah, I mean, also, like, she talks about that, and who? it's Marianne that sees her at this point. Is that right? Mm-hmm. She just, like, assumes from this. She, like, has this little, like, thing in her head where she's like, oh, that must mean that she doesn't have it insured. And then for the rest of the story, they're like, oh, yeah, you heard her say she doesn't have it insured. And it's like, no, that's, that's not actually what happened. <laughs> you were just assuming and... She also said, like, oh, Stacy's going to know about insurance. <laughs> because insurance has to do with numbers and Stacy yeah. is a number girl. Oh, my goodness. She also finds she also screams because she like falls behind a bush or something. <laughs> and she finds a, a what is a wig. She thinks it's like a mm-hmm. head, but it's a wig. Yeah. And Abby hears Marianne screaming and um, they also find like glasses and a museum jumpsuit hidden mm-hmm. in the bushes. These, um, this is very much the Nancy Drewian way of solving a mystery where you stumble upon every clue, right? And yeah. every suspect. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to do any like, searching. It just yeah, happens. or like or like critical thinking, really. Right. Yeah. Abby's sole personality trait is uh, the ceramic pumpkin that she finds in the gift shop. (laughs) I know. The entire time. She makes it her pet. She's as annoying about the pumpkin as Mallory is about the uh, the mystery notebook. It was a lot. They, like, spend a lot of time on the ceramic pumpkin. (laughs) It's a Mm -hmm. check-off ceramic pumpkin. (laughs) We go back to Stony Brook, and Jesse and Shannon are babysitting for the Pikes, which are Mallory's siblings. She comes mm-hmm. from like a family of like eight or something ridiculous. Yeah. And Jordan, who I believe is one of the triplets, is trying to cast spells and being real obnoxious about mm-hmm. it. Yes. Back in Salem, Christy calls an emergency meeting of the Babysitters Club and they get down to business. They're like, we have a mystery and we got to solve this. Koki and her friends, they continue to harass Eileen and Mallory has the gall to also think mean things about Eileen. Oh, I know. Let me talk about Mallory, okay? Mallory is a huge (laughs) ass nerd. (laughs) It even says in this book that she carries a briefcase instead of a backpack. Oh my God. You have the gall to say that this girl is like kind of a loser and weird. I'm like, you Mm -hmm. can't have a briefcase around you in the sixth grade. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah i hated that 
Because she was describing how everyone else was being mean to her. And then she was like, it's too bad she's so weird and has no social skills and dresses terribly. <laughs> Which is what? funny because Mallory's like entire thing throughout the series is that she has no social skills. Yeah. She dresses weirdly and everyone <laughs> teases her. It's like, okay, girl. <laughs> Somebody tries to body block Abby in the bathroom at the Crucible show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Back in Stony Brook again, Claudia and Logan babysit Karen and her friends, and she's being the spooky little asshole that she is, which, like, <laughs> it's kind of an endearing trait to me. Like, when she's not being mean to her, like, witchy neighbor, like, it's kind yeah. of fun that she, she tells her little brother that if you run into a ghost on Halloween while it's raining, you melt? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, where do you come up with this stuff, Karen? I don't know. <laughs> and the kids hear about what's going on in Salem, how that there's going to be a Halloween parade, and they want to make their own parade. Really, what's going on at Stony Brook has nothing to do with the mystery, but I yeah. don't... I, I, I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part I liked with that is how they like tried to um, make the dog paper mache. And they like ran to the dog in the yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Logan's uh, setting the Radowskis, which has Jackie Radowski, who in the show is played by Little Pete. Oh, okay, from Pete and Pete, mm-hmm. and he is a, a walking disaster. There's, there's even like a book called like Christie and the Walking Disaster. They're so mean to little little, little bitty Jackie. Oh, Jackie. But yeah, they're paper. They're <laughs> they're trying to paper mache each other. It's very funny, actually. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that, and I liked that Logan was the one who got to be there and yeah, that with them. Back in Salem, we get some talk about how high heels are instruments of torture. Yeah, <laughs> I did like all of Abby's little like. She had a lot of little like feminist quips. <laughs> she, she is our little feminist, but like yeah. very. Yeah, I mean very. Simply so. But they're talking about high heels because Martha Kebner, the author, is wearing some and they're like upset. Like they're obsessing about how short she is. They're like, yeah, she's like not wearing weird. them one day. And she's like, oh, they're like, oh, my God, she's so short. She's so short. And I'm like, she's only as tall as me. <laughs> at the Halloween parade, Abby gets pickpocketed. Somebody steals her little fanny pack. Yeah. Rude. Very rude. It gets pickpocketed by someone dressed as a ghost. <laughs> And then when they get back to Abby and I think Stacy's room, um, it's like torn apart. Like someone is mm-hmm. obviously looking for something. And it takes them a minute to be like, maybe these things are related. That yeah. You got pocketed and that our room, somebody went through our room. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. To, it's too much for them. They can't do it. Nancy Drew would have written that in a notebook somewhere. <laughs> she would have. This, they don't have their notebook yet, so they no, couldn't no, write No, they it down. do not. They do suspect Harvey Hapgood, which, again, if you guys are following or not, <laughs> um, he is the one who was harassing Agatha Morehouse about wanting to buy the witch's eye. Yep. Apparently, he has a room next door to Stacy and Abby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or does he? I was thinking about this later. Oh, okay. Was it actually his room? I hope not, because uh, maybe we should keep the girls blocked away from the grown men. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Stony Brook. <laughs> the BSC runs into Miss Kempner, 
who tells them the story of the curse of the witch's eye, which is pretty much just like this woman was hanged, I think, in, uh, I think she was in England. And she, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't, thought, write it down. I mean, I didn't, I didn't write it down either, but I, I thought it was in Salem. Yeah. It said in Europe long ago. So just in Europe. There, oh, it's just okay. in Europe. And um, actually, that England is not in Europe anymore, so <laughs> thanks a lot, Brexit. Wow. So this beautiful young woman was, oh, she was burned at the stake in Europe a long time ago. But she wasn't. She disappeared. Yeah, there's like a lot of different things like surrounding it. Like, you know, I don't, she, they say that they get like some, like the stories from her, but she, Miss Company doesn't really have a lot of good stories to tell. And she's a writer. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what happened, actually. Like, right. she could have done this or could have done that. I'm like, well, what are you here for, actually? <laughs> we will see. <laughs> oh, she also tries to buy Abby's pumpkin from her because Abby will not shut the fuck up of her pumpkin. Yeah. She's like, oh, my, what did she say? My niece. My niece would love that. You're a pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i have so many pumpkins <laughs> i do too oh my gosh little little target side side note uh they have Always. these pumpkins that uh are fake but you can carve them oh yeah because we we wanted to carve pumpkins but we live in an apartment and we don't have like a balcony or anything so i was yeah. like i don't want all that it's like, a mess I'm, yeah, and like I don't want a, like a rotting pumpkin to sit in my apartment <laughs> ew true yeah um so we found them and they have like they had like regular orange ones and they had like a teal one and like a white one. So that's what we How got. Cute. Anyways. I should get that. You should check it out. They're they're pretty cool. <laughs> Stacy, the mathematician Stacy, figures out that the numbers on the piece of paper she found in the museum are the combination to a safe. Christy also finds a clue and a piece of paper by Hapgood's store. Oh, that makes sense though. Okay. So <laughs> That's why they think that Hapgood is Harvey Hapgood is staying next to them because she thinks that she finds a piece of paper from him right beside their door. And yeah. um, it's, it talks about destroying evidence. She decides to investigate and she doesn't tell anyone where she's going because she likes yeah. to live risky. And also like really selfish <laughs> that was so weird she was like she was like they they found some clues without me so i'm gonna do this one by myself it's like typical what christy typical christy calm down christy <laughs> so she sneaks into the museum and then she gets locked inside she hears something she figures out she's not alone abby thinks someone's following her decides to blame her bad luck pumpkin because now her pumpkin is bad luck because all these bad things are happening and it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all figure out christy is missing because she because they gather for a meeting of the babysitters club and christy is not there She's not there so unlike her and then and then they don't tell anyone no because why <laughs> would they christy's christy's missing and there's this big mystery going on and there's someone dangerous but it's fine whatever oh the power's out i forgot to say that the power's out mm -hmm. during all this they go over their list of suspects which includes you know the the guy with the newspaper his name is like mr knowles sean knowles busting out the <laughs> first name okay. I, I wrote it down because i was like how how did they know this was his name 
Oh. Like at that point, they wouldn't have known that was his name at all. No, that's so weird. I know because I kept calling him Mr. Knowles because I'm like, wait, why am I calling him Mr. Knowles? Like he's like <laughs> my, <laughs> like I'm the, I'm a junior. <laughs> right. Like, I was subordinate or something. Right. I don't know. Uh, so they're suspicious of Mr. Knowles and Harvey Hapgood and then Miss Kempner, the author. And they said Miss Morehouse herself could have done it okay that i did not (laughs) i did not like that and i thought that abby was being really ableist when she was talking about that and i thought i think it's really interesting that abby is the one who was being like so pushy about miss morehouse actually being able to walk because Mm -hmm. abby's the one who's like out running and she's athletic and it's like yeah you like people have disabilities yeah I know it it was very very weird because they were like oh maybe she can actually walk and she's Ugh, just faking it that's, it's like, that's gross yeah, yeah it's not great let's just wrap up what's happening in Stony Brook uh yeah. Jordan still thinks that he is has magical powers and the babysitters try to teach him a lesson by pretending that they're under his spell mm-hmm. and then he learns his lesson <laughs> okay yep just wrap that up tie that in a little Bo. Back in Salem, the girls are like, hey, since the power's out, the hotel doors probably aren't locked because they are on like a card system. I I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know how electricity I mean, works. I don't think that <laughs> if the power goes out, all the doors just unlock in hotels. That seems very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they decide to go into some of the rooms and try the combinations on some safes to see if anybody's hiding anything, which, girls. (laughs) You don't want to know what you're going to (laughs) find. We finally get to Christy and her issues. She discovers that the the mysterious noise that she's been hearing is Alan, who Mm -hmm. had been lured there because he also got, uh, he also saw, saw the note and it's actually a fake note. It's from Carrie Rutland, which brings us back to your theory that that was not actually Harvey Hapgood's. Yeah. Book. Yeah. It might not have been. You might be a better mystery solver than the than the, the gals. Than the 12-year-olds? Oh, my God. That's so nice. They're like 13 or 14. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christy devises a plan with Alan to scare Carrie back. In the hotel, the girls run into Sean Knowles. <laughs> Sean Knowles. And they're like, you've been spying on everyone. And he's like, oh, if a bunch Now, wait of- a second. What? Sorry, this is completely unrelated. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, what about uh, Sean Carter and Beyonce Knowles? <laughs> Sean Carter, <laughs> a.k.a. Jay-Z. If he would have taken her name... Wait a minute. This is important. (laughs) This is what happens when you get Ashley like two sips of champagne. She is wild. I just I just thought of that. Wait a minute. (laughs) So sorry. That was really funny. Oh my goodness. Um where was I? (laughs) They see Sean Knowles is like watching them. Yeah, and he's like uh, I guess since a bunch of like teenage girls figured out what I was doing, I should probably be more careful. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yep. So I think you should. Girl, not like could not solve a mystery unless it's literally like 
the clues are literally thrown in their faces. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like my guy. Like, come on. Yeah, get it together. He admits that he is an insurance investigator because he. I think he says that he also thinks that that Agnes Morehouse faked stealing the the witch's eye or something like that. Something like that. I I don't remember exactly. But that Mallory solves the mystery. <laughs> She's like, wait, Martha Kempner, my favorite author, who just happens to be here this weekend. <laughs> she usually wears heels. And remember when we were talking about how short she was? She was yeah. not wearing heels. Why wasn't she wearing heels? So they she had to run away. Yeah, they break into her hotel room and they note that even her slippers have heels. <laughs> they do. And these sneakers are nowhere to be found. I like how Martha Kepner is just like, nobody better know I'm short. Right. Abby, I guess, is like separated from the rest of the girls and someone, her candle light goes out because, mm-hmm. again, it's still, we're in a blackout. Hours out. She feels someone tug at her pumpkin and it crashes to the ground and it comes open and the witch's eyes in there uh, oh obviously. my god um she sees martha kempner and she manages to grab the diamond and wait she had a flashlight i don't know what's happening wait who had a flashlight i guess abby had a flashlight what i don't know that's what i don't say i thought that she had a okay i thought so i don't know also the witch's eye is just like glowing for no reason yeah it's glowing and eerie green okay? yeah weird they never explained that oh it was, it was a trick of the lighting no never the lighting. Nothing, nothing there was no lighting <laughs> there was a <laughs> apparently a flashlight or a candlestick i have no idea oh and kempner is like harvey where are you because they're the worst criminals ever mm-hmm. harvey goes for the witch's eye and abby's like if you touch that you're gonna be cursed forever and he's like oh god <laughs> And Martha's like, you dumb bitch. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, we made that up. Right. Oh, the, the, the police show up. Somehow. Harvey immediately is like, oh, this was all Martha's idea. And she's like, I'm going to sue all of you. <laughs> <laughs> They're arrested. Christy shows up. because I, don't, I know that, like, she and uh, Alan did that trick on Carrie, but it, yeah. it was boring and it was stupid. So I didn't even go into it. So they're arrested. Christy shows up and she's mad that they solved the mystery. Without I it. know. Even though she tried to go off and solve it without them. Yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> Mrs. Morehouse tells them that Martha made up the curse about the witch's eye because she refused to sell it to Martha. And then Harvey calls pretending to be her insurance, saying the diamond had been dropped from insurance because of the rumors. Mm-hmm. Is is that a thing? Mr. Knowles was sent to keep an eye on Morehouse, and she he suspected that she had made up the rumors as a cover for her to steal the diamond and claim the money. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, so that is what happened. I knew, I was like, there's something there. Now, wait a second. How? <laughs> Just how? Because if if Harvey was pretending to be this insurance guy and told Agatha that the, the crystal was no longer insured, how did that even get back to the real insurance guy? Oh. Because like if, if Agatha herself would have called them and said like, hey, you guys told me that it wasn't insured anymore, they would have been like, no, it, it didn't. Is. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It was not that great of a mystery, is what I'll yeah. say. And we never know what happened about the glowing of the diamond. Nobody nope. nobody cares, like apparently. 
Oh, all right. Do you, did you guys all follow that? <laughs> sorry if you didn't, but that's what happened. Because neither did I. <laughs> Let's talk about Anna Martin, the Babysitter's Club, mm. and the lasting impact of the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into too much about this because, I don't know, I feel like the Babysitter's Club is just like kind of a thing that's always been with us, right? Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't you know what I mean it's just like kind of a part of our it's always been around cultural zeitgeist I would say yeah <laughs> but in the early 80s an editor at Scholastic saw how popular a book called Katie's babysitting job was it was part of like a different series and only this one book was about babysitting but they were like mm. this one book has sold more than all the it's other real ones. good let's see if we can do a four book mini series about a group of babysitters oh. so handed that idea off to anna martin who was uh she's written other things but she was also a assistant editor i believe at scholastic mm. and martin wrote the first four books and then they were like this is selling let's keep going so she ended up writing um the first 22 books of the series of the very long series mm -hmm. and she's written 60 to 80 she doesn't know an exact number <laughs> like, hmm, that's a lot the other ones are written by ghostwriters yeah the babysitters club has a huge extended universe <laughs> Probably bigger than the Sweet Valley one. I mean, these are, this is a massive yeah. book series. They have all of these books, like they have these reader requests, which are about the associate members, Logan and Shannon, who we got Aww. little glimpses of. They have the mysteries. They have the portrait collections, which were my favorites as a kid, because each of the members of the Babysitter's Club had to, for like a class, write about their, like their autobiographies. Oh, It was like cute. they were writing it, but you got to also <laughs> read it. I don't, I, yeah. I, I absolutely. Claudia's was my favorite. Aww. I love Claudia. Then they had the super specials, which as I was saying how um, they're from all the points of view. And then super mysteries. And then they have friends forever, which is when I think it happens after the book, uh, The Fire at Marianne's House. Mm -hmm. It's the four original Babysitter's Club members. So it's Christy, Marianne, Claudia, and Stacy. They get rid of all the other people. <laughs> And they just have the four of them and they're ending out their eighth grade year finally after yeah. decades <laughs> there. <laughs> and then there is a book called um, The Summer Before, which is about the summer before the Babysitter's Club first oh, book yeah. happens. Yeah. And that one came out like not I, I was going to say not too long ago, but I bet it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this just happened. Then there's also a bunch of spinoffs, which are The Babysitter's Little Sister, which we talked about. The Kids in Mrs. Coleman's Class, which is a actually spinoff of The Babysitter's Little Sisters. It's a spinoff of mm. the spinoff, but it uh, talks about the kids in Karen's second grade class. And then there's The California Diaries, which is kind of a more <laughs> mature Babysitter's club book it uh it follows don and her friends in california because um, kids are more mature in california yeah and it actually like it's really good and it's really dark in moments were they trying to just like copy sweet valley with that <laughs> sounds like it no not i mean yes but also it i would say that like the books feel more modern okay they feel more real than the babysitter's club like it's really funny because don <laughs> When she moves back to California, she starts up the We Heart Kids Club with all of her friends. 
So she's got like Sunny and Jill and someone else I can't remember. And they make like a little California babysitters club. Okay. So when the California diaries start, (laughs) Jill is the only one who still wants to babysit kids and the rest of them are like that's boring (laughs) like they're all saying what like I think the outgrown readers of the babysitters club have said and like we want more drama and more whatever so it's more Mm -hmm. like they talk about drinking they talk about being you know like less innocent for sure okay and then the other media that are part of the babysitters club extended universe (laughs) there's graphic novels as we've (laughs) talked about how a lot of the books that we read when we were kids are being now turned into graphic novels and it's such a cool way to update the books mm-hmm. without like completely changing them right yeah and then there's the 1990 tv series and then um the 1995 movie which we talked about and then the 2020 tv series there's a soundtrack there's board games and there's computer games what <laughs> so much shit i didn't yeah. know any of that yeah there's a lot <sighs> okay so while i was thinking about the babysitters club the reason why i wanted to do a babysitters club book is because I, it, it was such a big part of my childhood and like yeah this was kind of the way to shoehorn it in right i'm kind of upset that we did it on this book because it like <laughs> really didn't showcase what the babysitters club why it is what it is why it yeah. has such a lasting cultural impact and like mm-hmm. i mean the fact that this book series came out in the 80s and they just made a netflix tv series like that's huge it is and i was reading an article about how especially with the new graphic novels whenever there's a new one that comes out like booksellers always order extra because they know that there's going to be such a high demand and like kids just and especially little girls love the Mm -hmm. babysitters club yeah so i was kind of wondering like why 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 yeah. do we love the Babysitter's Club so much? <laughs> I don't know. So are the are the original ones just from one point of view? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, only the super ones are from multiple and the super mysteries oh. are from multiple points of views. And mm. yeah, it's it's too much. And I actually just read like a super special. I think it was like the mystery at some lake or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't a mystery book, but it was like there's a mystery element to it. And there's always a mystery element, I guess. But um Is there? I'm no, not really. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know. I said that. <laughs> but it's just too many point of views. It's way too yeah. many point of views. And then they had the because sorry, I shouted this. <laughs> In the one I read. They had uh, the girls all went to Watson, who is Christie's stepdad's lake house. And so Karen and her friends were there with them. And they had like a pair or a, a chapter from Karen's point of view. I'm like, what is the point of this? I don't know. <laughs> Too much. <weird. laughs> you don't really like in these, you don't really like get that really personal feeling. Yeah. But I would say like, I don't know if you can like reach back and remember kind of reading any of the Babysitter's Club books. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember like why why I love these so much. Not because I got like why would I do that? <laughs> um, but I feel like with the Sweet Valley High books, the Sweet Valley books, like I have such like distinct, like great memories. And like mm-hmm. I could tell you exactly why. But these, I don't know, they were just like a part of my childhood. Yeah, they were just they were always there. Like. I mean, they were, you said that they were like scholastic books, right? So they, I'm sure I got 
some at the scholastic book fairs and things like that. Like it was just kind of always readily available. I'm sure there were tons in the library at school and I don't know. It's probably just like <laughs> we just gravitated towards it because it was there. And it was I feel like babysitting is such like you feel like you feel so grown up babysitting yeah. like you're taking care of someone else. <laughs> These girls really do, though. And, like, I think it's funny that um, it actually doesn't feel that weird to me that they're, like, solving these mysteries and, like, not asking for adult help. Because in the series, they really aren't. They're, like, they're really being, like, the parents to children at, like, yeah. the age of 13. They're very <laughs> self-sufficient. They were talking about, like, they have the kid kits. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's such a good idea. That was something I believe invented in st number three Stacy's mistake I want to okay. say or number two I can't remember no number two's potty is <laughs> this doesn't matter I don't know <laughs> but um yeah I like there's a history to all of these things and like all of these little things that are throughout the series which is why it is kind of fun to like read the series and like follow them yeah I mean I just I think that it was just a cool thing to to pretend to be a part of I guess for little girls this kind of goes back to the whole dolls thing it kind of does yeah like being feeling more adult you always just want to feel more adult than you are and you do that kind of yeah. by putting yourself in these like pretend roles but like they actually have like a like especially with babysitting they actually have like a like a semblance of yeah. actual maturity and actual responsibility right yeah for sure wow it's all connected yeah but, like, honestly, the Babysitter's Club has a more of a cultural impact than Sweet Valley does, which I, I feel like you can't really talk about one without talking about the other on a yeah podcast like this because of just, like, the way that teen girls and, like, preteen girls read these books mm -hmm. and uh, how they had these different series that kind of grew with you. And I would yeah. say that Sweet Valley grew more with you, but Sweet Valley... Mm -hmm. The, the these weird mysteries like notwithstanding like sweet valley was like way more unrealistic and more like <laughs> what you wish your life could be like as a teenager yeah. you read those when you were nine years old and you were like this is what being 16 is like and then you mm -hmm. read these books when you were nine and you were like this can happen i could do right that. it's like real life uh i wish that netflix would not have canceled the series because i really i it was such a good series about everything to do with being young and like being a girl like girl yeah it's about girlhood and i think that that's what like this series really exemplifies because like i said like you don't you didn't really like get a lot of that as a kid and like right. this was kind of that series and it had so many different characters which we're about to get into because I have a lot to say about the characters, even <laughs> though the book doesn't have as much to say about them as I do. Yeah. <laughs> but you could pick and choose which character you were and you could identify yeah. because they were so there's so many of them and they have so mm -hmm. many different traits. Yeah. So which babysitters club member were you? Um <laughs> so it's it's hard for me to say because I don't, you know, I I haven't looked into them in so long and like you said we didn't really get a lot from these ones um, from this book in particular I mean do you want me to go over the characters and kind of just talk through them first and then we'll we'll decide who we are at the, at the end yeah let's do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
like there's like little traits of some, but like, I don't, you know, yeah. So let's start with Christy, who is the president of the Babysitters Club. Yes. I feel like I forgot who we were talking about at first because I was like, who are these characters? <laughs> this book didn't give us these characters. Right? Yeah. But I know them, so I will tell yeah. you about them. I mean, they they did. They gave us Christy. They let us know what she was about. <laughs> they really did. And you are not a Christy. You are not a Christy. <laughs> Christy's like kind of a quote unquote tomboy. She's in charge she thinks that she knows everything she's kind of bossy mary ann her chapter and her point of view is the one that introduces the babysitters club and so she talks about christy and she says christy had to learn how to be organized and responsible early on because her dad left and i was like holy oh, yeah. shit like read that girl like, yeah <laughs> but what i find really interesting about that is that christy has two older brothers uh, one that's mm. like four years older than her and one that's like two or three mm. years older than her. She's the only girl. Yeah. Why is she the one always like looking after her younger brother and stuff? Uh, that's annoying. She always has to be right. She always has to be the one in the action. She's got major FOMO. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like that uh, Abby calls Christy Agatha Christie. <laughs> I thought that was so I cute. liked that too. <laughs> They do a lot of work to um, show who the girls are by what they wear. And her nice outfit are corduroys, her best Oxford shirt, and a sweater vest. That tells you anything about Christy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she takes babysitting very seriously, too. Even, like, Carrie, mm-hmm. when he's, like, tricking her, he's like... <laughs> She's so responsible. Yeah, that's Christy. Daisy is from New York, and she will tell you that she's from New York. Yep. <laughs> Did you get those vibes? She was always talking about it. Oh, she was. Yeah. She said this about museums, which <laughs> she said, when you grow up in New York City, you take lots of trips to museums as a kid. No, I, <laughs> like, I think that a lot of people that's do just that. what you do as a kid. She likes math, as we talked about. She is very stylish. She's always wearing lots of black and like very sophisticated. She says that she's very fashionable, but when she sees that Martha is wearing stiletto heels, she's like, ew, that's not fashionable. I'm like, (laughs) stiletto? Right. (laughs) Like Like, the most classic (laughs) heel? Like, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. And that's how you know she's 13 years old. True. (laughs) And that this was 1996. That's true. Because even her slippers had heels. (laughs) Right. Um, Marianne is sensitive and she's shy and she cries very easily. This is my favorite thing for the book. You ready? Yeah. After seeing the crucible, Marianne cried. It really makes you think about all kinds of prejudice. Yeah. These girls are always saying like shit like that. They're like, there's so many good quotes from this book. (laughs) So funny. When Christy and I think Mallory are at this bookstore and the owner of the bookstore is like, uh, we don't sell evil books about witches, which like, why do you open a bookstore in Salem? You weirdo. Yeah. Uh, And Christy goes, that's censorship or something. (laughs) Like she literally. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Abby is. Uh, she's the newest member of the babysitters club so that's maybe why you didn't like i you probably didn't know about her you probably weren't like yeah. here with her she's a twin she's jewish 
She's allergic to everything. She has a bad sense of humor and she's an athlete. Yep. And like Marianne reads Christy about why she's like the way she is. She's like, Abby is an independent loner because her mother expects her and her twin sister, Anna, to take care of themselves. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Wow. I know. <laughs> her and Anna's father like passed away right before they moved to Stony Brook. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of these kids, which makes sense that they make a babysitting club. They are very mature and like they're just they're forced to be independent and to deal with like a lot of big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of them have divorced parents. There's like mixed families, extended families living with them. There's all kinds of things. Mallory, as I said, she's kind of a huge nerd and she <laughs> she wants to be a writer. She loves horses. Uh, Jesse is her best friend. They're the junior members of the Babysitters yeah. Club because they're young, they're 11. They're only in sixth grade. But like, <laughs> she's relentless about that yes. stupid notebook. <laughs> and even, I know. she calls up Jesse and Shannon when they're at her house babysitting. And she's like, yeah. hey, can you go find the notebook? And can you send it with one of the teacher's husbands is like coming up for the weekend? And yeah, that was weird. And Shannon is like, um, why don't you write your clues on a different piece of paper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's yeah. like, can't do that. No. It's not the same. She's obsessed. <laughs> she is. That was so weird. She's such a dweeb. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is so funny when it comes to Eileen because it's like I know. I think it's like a projection kind of thing. <laughs> it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't get a lot of Claudia. Claudia is my favorite. I'm I would say that I'm mostly a Claudia. Um yeah. she doesn't get to go because she's stuck at home doing homework. That's that sucks. She likes art. She likes junk food. She loves Nancy Drew novels. Which yep. would make her a great asset to the mystery solving. Yeah. Why didn't they have her come? I know. I know. They were just like, there's too many kids. We got we to gotta have some stay at home. <laughs> she would have been too good. She would have been the only one doing any work in this. She would have been like, hey, dummies. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at this. It's her. She helps them all come up with costumes to wear to the the par- the Halloween parade and I'm like well, yeah. you guys didn't think about how there's probably gonna be Halloween events at in Salem yeah like you're gonna be in Salem on Halloween and you were just like eh, no nah. also why why okay they had two parades there was like the kids parade and the adult parade and these 13 year olds were going to the adult parade <laughs> they'd be at the kids one right yeah and and Claudia's whole thing is that she talks about how she doesn't want to h- ask for help with doing homework because yeah. she feels stupid which is like mm-hmm. a huge thing through the series her older sister Janine is like a genius mm-hmm. I'm like but why is that why is that her only thing in this? <laughs> or Claudia Claudia is my favorite character by far and I'm like Aww. give her a little bit more to do right yeah the costumes that she comes up with for all of them are pretty hilarious <laughs> and then yeah and then there's the rest uh there's uh, Jesse, another junior member, she is a ballerina. She loves horses too. Um, she's the only black member of the group. I like her a lot too. In the regular book series, we didn't get a lot with her. Now. Yeah, <laughs> but she had to stay behind because she had to do ballet. She had to 
being a ballet, of course. And then Logan, who is our bo- our our boy babysitter, um, <laughs> Shannon, who is the uh, the other associate. Wait, which which girl is he the boyfriend of? Marianne. Marianne. Okay. Shannon is kind of like a snob. <laughs> she lives <laughs> in Christie's neighborhood, like the neighborhood she moves to when she moves in with Watson and her, his family. Mm-hmm. And she like goes to a private school and she yeah. does like, she's in like all these clubs and she's like an overachiever. And then Don's in California. <laughs> she hates <laughs> sugar is poison. And that's, that's her whole thing. Yep. So getting back to it, who would you say you are from all of these? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I mean, they're all just such like extremes. <laughs> So I would say I'm like a like a Claudia uh, rising in a Marianne moon because I, I do cry a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm probably like a Marianne, like maybe like Stacy, but not math, like other other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you think you're a Stacy? Not like the. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you wear all black doesn't mean that you're a Stacy. <laughs> no, not that. Because she's got the math thing. And I was like, I don't know. Sure. None of them do science. So I guess yeah. that's like the closest. That's the closest. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I'm thinking. Um, Like the Mary, like not really Marianne because I'm not like I'm like quote unquote shy, meaning that I just had like horrible social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Marianne probably does too <laughs> exactly yeah like is being shy even a thing I don't think so but <laughs> I'm not that sensitive I don't know it's it's I don't like I don't cry a whole lot I don't know I probably am like a Marianne most of all I just like to pretend yeah. that I'm like a Claudia Claudia is like my favorite she's like she's yeah. so cool she's who I want to be so bad <laughs> we're we're both Marianne but you're like I really want to be Claudia and I really want to be Stacy. <laughs> That makes so much sense about us. Yeah. Ugh, we're both Marianne's. At least we're not Mallory's. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh man, <laughs> or Abby's. I like I like Abby and Shannon. Abby too. She was just, just really annoying with the pumpkin. Who was really annoying with the pumpkin? And to be fair, I feel like that's kind of her personality. Like she had the most personality in the book, and it was annoying. What? <laughs> 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 All right, so. We, our unit, our unit this and next week are on babysitters. Babysitters yeah. are a huge thing in horror and mm-hmm. uh, urban legends and yeah. scary things. And that's why we picked the Babysitters Club, which for right night, like as we said, it wasn't even, it wasn't even night. They get done with all this stuff. They're like talking about how they had, their candles blew out and stuff. And they're like, oh, actually, it was still early. It was only dinner time. Why, why was it so dark? Why did you need candles? The whole like babysitter aspect of horror and like mm. being a teenager and being a teen horror <laughs> is really interesting because of, I don't know, just like what babysitting means to teens, especially to teenage girls, because like, yeah. Teen boys, obviously, I don't even know. Do people, do teenagers still babysit? I have no idea. I don't have children. And I, I don't, don't that's really a good question. know anyone who uses babysitting. Yeah, I don't either. When we were teenagers, we 
baby huge thing yeah <laughs> that's how you make money when right. you're 13 mm-hmm. and younger because like above that you kind of can get a different job right I do sometimes see like what babysitters get paid now teenage babysitters get paid I go what <laughs> I mean they should because it's right. hard work but yeah. I'm like I got paid two I know an hour exactly yeah like it was nothing like you yeah. would be there for the whole day and get ten dollars <laughs> yeah what? yeah remember we used to babysit like four kids under the age mm-hmm. of like five and we got yeah. paid we each got paid five dollars an hour yeah I that's, think that's like nothing. nothing no <laughs> not enough but from the beginning of I would I would call it like the teen revolution when te- teen started to be a thing like yeah. babysitting was one of the only jobs that girls could get Mm-hmm. young girls could have outside of the home to earn money to you know buy clothes and go out with their friends and go to the yeah. movies and all this stuff and that's why I think that there's a period of time in the 80s and the 90s when they became such a big fixture in horror mm-hmm. because as we've talked about like horror is kind of always the reflection of things and culture that we're afraid of yeah and teenage girls having independence and having power will always be scary to the world society exactly yeah and it's like you've got this kind of built-in like it is this teenage girl alone with a little kid who can't do anything to help like it's easy to target that as a in horror with whoever (laughs) the monsters or whatnot yeah and it kind of makes the like teen girl putting them in this like horror situation makes them less powerful Mm -hmm. because that like independence is taken from them because of a deranged killer what you know what i mean urban legends have always popped up to to also tell us our societal fears and babysitting has always been like a really big one like oh yeah you remember the one about they made when a stranger calls the 80s horror movie about this mm-hmm. about a a babysitter getting a call to check on the kids upstairs and she kind of ignores it and she ignores it and then she goes upstairs and they're like dead <laughs> I yeah guess. like the killer like kills them and the kills her or something like that i think <laughs> and then the when a stranger calls like the um the urban legend has evolved into a thing where uh it has to do more with the technology where there's multiple uh phone lines in the house and the yeah the because we didn't have cell phones then (laughs) and the the killer is calling from inside the house the call is coming from inside the house house. and then there's like you know the ones where the babysitter act is like high on lsd and like yeah cooks the baby instead of cooking the pot roast or whatever Uh it's just like there's all of these things that like really kind of are in stories that are invented to tell to tell white middle class people that yeah. they shouldn't trust women teenage girls and women yeah really any like domestic help yeah yep <laughs> very typical yeah because when i was kind of reading about urban legends as i want to do oh my gosh have you been on snopes.com lately it is a mess of a site no i haven't i used to go on all the time i know it don't go on it It sucks as a site now like it does (laughs) it's barely functioning oh no but 
they talk about the one where the killer is calling and telling her to check on the kids. She's too busy, like watching TV or talking to her boyfriend on the phone or something. And Mm -hmm. it's that she's ignoring like her responsibilities. So she gets punished for it. And by uh, him killing the children and then killing her. And obviously these babysitters don't have that problem because they are (laughs) uh, perfect and puritanical. Right. (laughs) They would never. I don't know. Babysitters have always just like been this thing that we that show up in like horror situations because of the way that our culture changes. And I think Mm -hmm. it is really interesting that um, these girls in the babysitters club are so good and so Mm -hmm. pure to the point where like in the series, there's these like books where like one of them will want to do something different or like want to change something about themselves. Like Marianne gets a makeover in one and the entire club is like, mad that she cut her hair <laughs> and stopped wearing like her plaid skirts that her dad makes oh, her no. so it's just like this whole thing about like change is bad right <laughs> yeah keep it status quo nothing bad will happen yeah that's what like these urban legends and these like horror movies kind of tell us about mm-hmm. babysitters like babysitting is a change in the way that we do domestic work and the way that teenager yeah. like even though even the fact that teenagers are a thing like yeah as like as a as a group mm-hmm. um but then you have these teenagers and they're not like that they're just like mm-hmm. we just want to babysit <laughs> right i think lastly i think it's lastly i just want to <laughs> talk real quick about how the way this book talks about the salem witch trials bullying and then the way that Eileen is treated because they all intersect in a weird way they do yeah I mean they they make multiple points throughout where they're like the Salem with trials were so bad like you you can't judge people like that you know they say how bullying (laughs) but then they are are bullying Eileen and judging people left and right and like Eileen doesn't really get her like I don't know like a moment to shine they're just no. like yeah she's she's stupid she's whatever yeah. she's a dork. and they like they like take the stand for her like like hey stop it and then <laughs> <laughs> which is so it's so Hillary Duff going you know you really shouldn't say that yeah but which which one is it? I don't know. But they're like, hey, maybe if someone would have stood up and said, stop it, then the whole witch trials wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's like, it's a little uh, more complicated than that. Like, I'm pretty sure there were some people that were standing up. <laughs> Which, to be fair, that's very much like a child's understanding of like how the yeah. world works. Like with the whole Christy being like, that's censorship or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're they're almost there. They go to these lengths to make like these connections to Salem. Yeah. I think that they thought that like we need to do that since it's in Salem, but they never go all the way. And then mm-hmm. they have things like Koki and her friends are like dressed up as witches. It's like, but she's the one prosecuting the witch. Yeah. You know? That doesn't make any like, sense. I don't know. And like, 
obviously it's bad to bully and like what Koki and like Alan and everyone are doing to her is like really shitty right mm-hmm. yeah but the way that the babysitters club talks about Eileen I know like, okay Christy judges her outfit I'm like yes yeah. Christy you don't care about fashion why are you right her outfit which is all black uh Stacy wears all black and you say that's so chic and so sophisticated uh-huh. it's because it's all baggy and I don't, it's just not what they like but it's also like Eileen wears an outfit to the Salem Witch Museum which is okay she says it's a huge purple dress a puffy orange windbreaker and chunky shoes which honestly sounds like a- an outfit that Claudia would wear. I thought it sounded cute. Yeah, but like <laughs> like Claudia wears like things like that. And they're always yeah. like, oh, she's so creative and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But when Eileen does it, she's weird. Right. And then Mallory says, I realized Eileen wasn't that weird. She was just a social klutz, which is so rich coming from Mallory. <sighs> I'm just yeah. saying like... There's a point in the series where she goes to boarding school because she's sick of how people are treating her at school <laughs> because they're like yes. teasing her. And I'm like, oh, she never like learns that she's in the wrong too. like, that's the thing. It's like nobody like learns anything. So like, yeah. why is that the message of the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think so. I think that's what they were going for. But yeah, it just didn't quite get there i i do think that they were kind of trying to spend too much time and effort on going into like salem's history like like they were talking about the crucible and about uh, nathaniel hawthorne and like all those different things and it just didn't really need to be there and then they just kind of used it as this little like here's here's what we should be doing but we're not going to follow it ourselves kind of thing it was very surface level Mm-hmm. which yeah oh like okay that's fine right. i think that they were just like okay we have this mystery let's set it in salem so we could be we call it babysitters for, like it felt like yeah. they were really working backwards instead of like this being a story yeah. that like conceptualized you know? yeah no that that makes a lot of sense they probably were just like oh salem would be fun and then they had to like figure out yeah what they were gonna do with this I don't think that the Eileen subplot is necessarily like a bad thing to put in there and like especially you know for younger kids but I do think that they never actually said anything about it and I think mm-hmm. that that's like where like what do you what are you trying to say from this book because I don't I don't really feel yeah. like there's a lot being said from this yeah that's how I feel too it's like I think I think that they thought that they had given some kind of big message about how bullying is bad but they didn't they didn't understand that they were also doing it I don't know <laughs> and and the weird thing is, is it could have been like Eileen could have figured out what Mallory figured out you know what I mean like mm-hmm. she could have been like oh she was wearing heels or she wasn't wearing heels that day isn't that weird like she could have been the yeah. one they could have been like oh my gosh you're so smart like yeah she didn't she could have stuck up for herself to Koki and to Alan mm-hmm. like she didn't do any of that it just was kind of like right oh she's not that weird I guess yeah it was very like she didn't have any of her own storyline really it was just them like commenting on her and like taking from her <laughs> you know what it was is that I think that like that should have just been Mal- like Mallory. Mallory should have just been the one being picked on, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Why did they, there didn't need to be an, a different character that uh, filled that role, you know? No, they didn't. Yeah. God, we figured out another one. We are so good at writing books. <laughs> we are. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what she was like originally going for, and then they were like, "Oh no, we can't have we can't have the actual babysitters getting picked on and bullied. That would never happen." Which is, like I said, so weird because there's literally like books about that in the series, and like I really do feel like Eileen was a copy of Mallory that just dressed differently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, okay, so that's what happens in series like this, where it's just, like, you're trying to do all of these different things, Mm -hmm. and, like, when doing that, nothing comes back around, and nothing, it has closure, and so it just kind of all falls flat, because, like, we get this huge thing where it's, like, oh, the the diamond was glowing, and nothing, literally nothing. nothing. No, yeah, they really just pack too much in, and they just can't give any details anything it's unfortunate I think that like that was kind of I said as I just realized that we talked for like an hour and a half but like that's kind of <laughs> why I was like I don't know what to talk about with this book and mm-hmm. I think that's why I spent so much time talking about like the babysitters club as a, a thing because like that's mm-hmm. what I know and like that is what I connect with and books like this are the reason why I don't think that we make book series anymore, which kind of sucks because it does. I love a good book series. I love mm-hmm. a good paperback series. And like, you don't have to make 250 or however many books the baby right. was. Yeah. But that, that like overarching story is always fun to see how the characters progress. And yeah, we don't get it much anymore. No. I, even though like, the, the Salem like history and all that stuff wasn't really necessary to the story. I really enjoyed that part of it. Uh, always. <laughs> that see that's the thing is they get they get spooky little girls like we were. Yeah, girls. exactly. Oh, You're like, so cool. oh the crucible. <laughs> Cause you know, like the moment I learned about the Salem witch trials in elementary school, I was like, this yes. is my personality now. Right. I yep. want to read everything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Salem's always a really fun little little place and i do think it's funny that abby was like yeah people were like murdered here and there's a bunch of stores now <laughs> like yeah. consumerist i was like go right. abby yes yes like abby is so close <laughs> our our anti-capitalist queen <laughs> that's how you know that she's like a newer character like because i don't think she showed up for like i don't know like very far into the series yeah the rest of them kind of stayed the same and when they tried to change in the book series they were like kind of shot down so they introduced this new character that was kind of like that makes sense you wore like a like a feminist soccer shirt and like I don't know it's just like there's there's a lot of interesting things about Abby that like you you did get to see and like I'm I'm happy that there was one character well it was her and Christy that were like development (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting that it was it was her I don't know instead of like Mallory who was just like where's the notebook where's the notebook yeah that was that was too much oh my god I I literally put my book down several times and I was like shut up about the (laughs) notebook (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> just write it down somewhere else jesus that's why whenever mallory said some shit about eileen i was like mallory look in the mirror girl like, right come on this is you you are a nerd and yeah. that's fine and that's yeah there's nothing wrong with that 
projection. <laughs> Definitely projection. Um, next week we are reading the Babysitter's Coven. That's exciting. By Kate Williams. So another babysitting book. I'm excited to see what that book and has to say about babysitting and horror and witches and witches yay we're getting back to witches because <laughs> this one was kind of trying to be about witches but like, yeah but with it, everything with it it just didn't it stick landing it. yeah no follow us on instagram at to all the ya and rate and review on whatever platform you are listening to this tell us ashley what are they telling us uh which which babysitters club babysitter they are oh of course are you a mary ann but want to be someone else like <laughs> Is is everyone just a Marianne that wants to be someone else? That's deep. That is deep. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye.